0: Welcome to Living Water Radio. How do you tell others what God has done for you? Do you have a dramatic backstory? Do you need one? Is any condition in life too extreme for God's transformation? Today, we're going to find out. My name is Pastor David Burkettel. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ, United Church of Christ, ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California and in San Dimas, California for over 40 years. Today, I'm serving in Monterey Park, California. Maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. The Farmer John meatpacking plant in Vernon is closing. About 1,800 to 2,000 people will be losing their jobs. That's a lot of people who are not happy about being out of work. There are a lot of unhappy people who were dependent on the meat industry in the story of the healing of the Gerasene demoniac. Jesus and the disciples had gone on a trip across the Sea of Galilee. His home base was Capernaum on the sea's western shore, and Gerasene was probably almost directly across from it and a little below. Gerasene was a non-Jewish, that is, pagan or Gentile territory, as you might guess given the prominence of a large herd of swine, an unclean animal to the Jews in today's reading. Then this happens in Luke 8:27, As he stepped out on the shore, a man from the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had not worn any clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. The greeting party that met Jesus and his disciples was a naked man who used to live in the city, but now lived in the graveyard. Most of us will read this and see lots of red flags. This is not normal. The people of Jesus' day would see that he was not being supported by his family, that he was not wearing clothing, a thing that distinguished human beings from animals. Oh, and he had demons. In our culture, demons are something we see in the movies. It's surprising how many people believe in demons but do not believe in God. William Peter in the exorcist, has a character say, God never talks, but the devil keeps advertising, Father. The devil does a lot of commercials. In our text today, we see that God talks a lot and that the demons believe in God. The question of who is doing the most commercials depends entirely upon whether you are a Christian or not. We see things as we are. In addition to everything else that the man had lost, he had no agency. He had lost the power to speak for himself. We see this in Luke chapter 8, verses 28-30. through 30. When he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, shouting, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me, for Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him, and he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. The man was a mess. Everything that made him human in the eyes of the world had been taken away from him. Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, the unclean spirit who was in fact many demons, and they immediately recognized Jesus for who he was, and they begged him not to send them back into the abyss. So Jesus agreed and sent them where they wished, the unclean spirit into the unclean animals and to extermination, as we see in Luke eight thirty-two and 33. Now, there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine, and the herd stampeded down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. What just happened? A large herd of swine was gone. Jesus had chosen the restoration of one man over the prosperity of the pig owners. He had chosen the miracle for the possessed man over the food supply of the region. He had made a miracle. A miracle does not suspend the laws of the universe. A miracle restores the universe to what it was created to be. Look at what happened to the man and how the non-believers responded in Luke 8. Verse 34 through 37. When the swineherds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, and they became frightened. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then the whole throng of people of the surrounding region of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The people from the city found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. (laughs) I studied in Israel for a semester when I was in college. Our chief guide, a graduate student who was an alumnus of my college, took our group to this location and read this text to us. He wept when he read it, and when he was finished, he said, this man was me. He spoke about how he had suffered with mental illness in his life and had had a mental breakdown. He said he believed that Jesus had come to him and healed him, and when he had done it, Jesus left him clothed and in his right mind. Our guide said that Jesus had restored him to himself and to his family and to his community, and he had now taken up his studies again. How did the demon-possessed man's community respond? They became frightened. And everyone from that surrounding region asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. Why? They were non-believers in Christ, but they did believe in the supernatural forces of evil. Maybe they were afraid because they feared the spirit world. Jesus had power there. Maybe they were afraid that he could turn it against them. They could have asked Jesus to stay and hear the good news and be freed from their fear, but they sent him away. They let their fears keep them from their blessing. The property owners were already mad. Jesus had killed their livelihood as well as some of the city's food supply. They missed the blessing of eternity because of their needs in this world. Jesus left, as they requested, but he didn't leave them without a chance at salvation. We see this in Luke chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. The man from whom the demons had gone out begged that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. What are we living in 2022 to make of this? We see things as the baptized people of God. Most of the world outside the Church fears the supernatural power of evil. People in the Church may or may not believe in supernatural evil, but they do not fear it. In our baptism, sin, death, and the power of these forces are overcome by God's grace. There is a vestigial exorcism in the service of Holy Communion used by the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America in the current hymn book, Evangelical Lutheran Worship, in the Profession of Faith section on page 229, where the sponsors answer for the child or the adult answers for him or herself. Do you renounce the devil and all the forces that defy God? Response, I renounce them. Do you renounce the powers of this world that rebel against God? Response, I renounce them. Do you renounce the ways of sin that draw you from God? Response, I renounce them. These words are followed by a Trinitarian reading or recitation of the Apostles' Creed. I believe, and the service ends with the words, Name, Child of God. You have been sealed by the Holy Spirit and marked with the cross of Christ forever. The grace of God comes to the demon-possessed man through the power of God. We see that power for us on the cross. We belong to God. We have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. The man with the demons had a cool story to tell. How can we declare how much God has done for us? What commercials are you producing through your proclamation and your daily living? Do we see people in need on the street corners and in homeless encampments? How do we serve them? Who are the lost in our lives? Remember last week's assignment, I asked that we use the name Jesus in a sentence with someone who is not a member of your church, to just let it come up in normal conversation. How hard was that? Did you do it? I'm going to give you the same assignment this week. We may not have a dramatic story like the demoniac who Jesus restored to his right mind, or maybe some of us do, but we all have stories that are true to our lives. The story of how I became a Christian or why I continue to be a Christian are stories we know and can share with the people close to us. Even just letting people know that You gather with others to worship God in response to what God has done for you in your baptism. That's a story. These are the stories that you can proclaim right now to tell others what God has done for you. Today, let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at all, and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments, questions, and concerns there as well and we'll respond to every one. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated, to open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Pray about it and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship services they have available and support your church with your time, your treasure, and your talent. Pray for and support your pastor and church leaders as they seek to do God's will for your congregation. If you are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Contact a friend or a relative. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time into the light. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Avoid crowds if you can. And be outside if you have to be in a crowd. But most importantly, get your vaccines and boosters. It's the one thing you can do to literally save lives and get us back on track. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with. Everyone you meet today struggles in some way. Be a helper and encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together as we move into the new normal. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive Living Water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.